Thanks for listening to a special episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today we are going to be looking at some meditations on Psalm 131 um, in response to the recent turmoil um, on Capitol Hill. Um, in case you have been living under a rock the past um, 24 hours, um, there have been riots. Um, the Capitol building was broken into. Um, Rioters entered the building, um, controlled it for a few hours, actually. Um, obviously, I'm not a reporter. Um, you can go to pretty much any um, news source, really, um, and find out more about that. Um, but that is just a little bit. Uh, that's pretty much the highlights. Um, but go to other sources if you want for the full story. Um, anyways, um, so I was really struck by this passage. Um, this morning I was doing my morning prayer. Um, and when I do that, I have a Bible open so that way I can meditate on a passage, pray on it. That really kickstarts my prayer. Um, and I was, I just flipped open to Psalm 131 and, um, I really think this is an important passage for today. And I just felt called to share this with you guys. So I hope this is a big encouragement for you all especially during these really trying times. Um, so today's readings are going to come from the ESV. So Psalm 131 reads, A Song of Ascents of David. O Lord, my heart is not lifted up. My eyes are not raised too high. I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me, but I have calmed and quieted my soul, like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. So, I see three things. One, a call to humility in verse 1. Two, a call to harmony or peace in verse 2. And then three, a call to hope in verse 3. Um, I just used a call to harmony, by the way, because that was an H. And when I had the opportunity for alliteration, I just, I couldn't pass up on it. Um, I'm officially a good Southern Baptist now. I use alliteration in my um, teaching outline. So I um, hope that gives you a little bit of a chuckle. Um, so let's look at this call to humility. So what strikes me first is that David acknowledges that there are things too great for him. Um, he says, I do not occupy myself with things too great and too marvelous for me. So let's take a look first at who David is. So one Bible commentary describes David as, quote, Israel's greatest king. Goes on to say, he ranks with Moses as one of the most commanding figures in the Old Testament. So that is a, he is a big dude. Okay, this guy is important. He, like, in heaven, he's probably got front row seats. Um, like, this, he is a big dude, okay? Um, David was a man after God's own heart. We see that in Acts 13.22. So clearly, David is a super righteous dude. And not like Pharisee righteous, like outward works. Like, he was actually righteous, okay? He, he makes, like, all the leading Christians today, he makes them look like, heathens okay david is a cool very righteous dude um cool in heaven terms not like you know um so he is an awesome dude david was also a super powerful dude 
So in military battle, David was near unstoppable. Like there were, there are many, many tales of David's awesome feats. And I'm sure that not all of them are in the Bible. Like the Bible records a lot of the awesome stuff God did through David. And like, that's just the highlights of it. Okay. David was a fierce fighter in battle. Um, and David, after he got the throne, ruled the nation of Israel in a time where it was approaching its political climax in Solomon's reign. So not only was he an awesome king himself and an awesome, powerful king, but he also gave birth. Well, he didn't give birth, but birth, but he was the father of the most powerful king um, in Israel's history, Solomon. So with that being said, David was also a sinner. So, one can't think about David too long without thinking about Bathsheba. Um, he had her husband murdered and committed, well, actually, he committed adultery first and then had her husband murdered. Um, so, David was also not a great father, since it seems like most of his kids were very, very troubled. So, David, even with all his faults, was an incredible man. Like, I don't think anyone's disputing that. Um, we re everyone realizes that he messed up. However, he was also a very godly man. Um, the Bible says that. Um, and we need to realize that he was an incredibly righteous man. However, notice what he said. He said, there are things too great and too marvelous for me. That is crazy. These words sound like they are a foreign language in today's society. We live in a day and time and we are told that we can do anything we put our minds to. We have leadership that pridefully gives the impression that it's unstoppable and refuses to admit that it can lose. More and more often, we're seeing political candidates refuse to admit that they can or did lose. We see people simply write off elections as stolen if their candidate didn't win. We live in a society consumed by itself. No one thinks that they can lose. Like, it is crazy just how much pride has overtaken our country. We just think that nothing can stop us. So, as believers, we have to have these words be normal, that there are two great and two marvelous things for us. We need to realize that we can only do all things through Christ. We have limits. We ha only have infinite power through Jesus. Like, we need to realize this. The Holy Spirit inside of us, that is not us. That's not our strength. It's not our awesome memory that keeps us from fighting sin. It's the Spirit who reminds us of truth. It's not the Holy Spirit who keeps the church going. Or excuse me, it is the Holy Spirit that keeps the church going. It's not us. Please do not get me wrong. It is not our awesomeness that keeps us saved. Because as John MacArthur says, if you could lose your salvation, you would. <laughs> I love that quote from him. It is so true. We can't keep ourselves. We have so many limits. Believers, we must be heard frequently saying, this is too big for me. While we must guard against the opposite of pride, a complete lack of identity, we must remember that our identity as believers is not in ourselves or others. 
It is in Jesus Christ. Jesus is our identity. That's where our identity is found in. David was a man after whose own heart? God's own heart. He was not a man after his own heart. It was God. And that's what David was proud of. He found his identity in Jesus Christ. We boast in the cross, not ourselves. Next, let's look at a call to harmony in verse 2, or peace. So David realized that his power didn't come from himself. His identity was wrapped up in God. David couldn't have, ha- couldn't have peace when he sinned or acted on his own terms. Look at what happened when he sinned with Bathsheba. He had turmoil inside of himself and in his family. As believers, we will only have peace when we put our complete hope in God. In today's time, we see what happens when we place our trust in our country alone or a candidate alone. Um, we think, I'm thinking of when people think that the country failed them. They riot. Um, you look at riots earlier in 2020. Um, and also think of riots now. Um, that happened yesterday when people think that the country failed their favorite candidate. They riot. All sorts of riots because why? Their identity is not in Jesus. You don't see Christians rioting because God failed them. Why is that? Because God doesn't fail them. <laughs> we don't have to riot because our identity, Jesus Christ, never fails us. If you are not at peace right now, during these tumultuous times, we have to examine ourselves. Is our final trust in a candidate? Is our final trust in our country? Your answer to the second question should be yes. Your trust should be in God's country, God's kingdom. That is what we're advancing. Our fine, we should seek the good of our country. We should love our country of America. But our highest allegiance is to God's kingdom, not America. I love the words of um, a Christian hip-hop artist I listen to, KB, where he says, quote, Yes, I love America, but heaven is the standard. Nations come and go, but his glory can't be damaged. Those are powerful words. And I was really struck by them. And I hope that they are an encouragement or a conviction to you. So finally, we see a call to hope. Finally, notice what David finished by saying, O Israel, hope in the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. This is a call for God's people to put their final trust in God always. This last verse directly applies to the church. Believers, are we trusting in God alone? When we die, will people think of our citizenship in America first or our citizenship in heaven first? That is a tough question. And I really want you guys to ponder that. Believers, even in the midst of tumultuous times, we can rejoice in and hope in the true King of Kings, Jesus Christ. We can have the peace of a weaned child in our soul because Jesus reigns over all, now and forever. Thanks for listening to another episode of Adopted Believers Podcast. Be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform, 
Check us out at our website, adoptedbelievers.com, for episodes and other resources. And like us on Facebook at Adopted Believers.